beyond labels, titles, and roles exists the true you. And living from the inside out helps you peel past those layers to reveal who you actually are at your core. How do I know? I've been purposefully pursuing this path for several years, awakening to the knowledge that you're not the thoughts you think, you're separate from them. My name is Bridget Blythe-Briere, and I spent a long time being an imposter in my own life, including 15 years clinging to a career I thought I had to. In fact, I believe that a lot of us are hiding behind what we think we're supposed to do and who we think we're supposed to be. And that's why I created this podcast. As I really get to know the true me, I'm sharing it with you, intending for these episodes to provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to do the same. I call it being socially responsible, taking accountability for thoughts, actions, and reactions to help yourself get out of your own way, create a deeper connection to yourself and the world around you, and to show up as who you're truly meant to be. Let's go. Hello, my fellow true self-seekers. As always, I hope that your journey is going well and that if you listened to last week's episode, number 16, Are You Hesitant About Happiness, that you've been able to build in some moments of joy for your daily life. And I realized that I didn't address what this might mean for people trying to manage things like anxiety and depression, and I wanted to acknowledge that. As I've shared before, I continued working with myself to navigate my own mental health, and I completely get that it is just not as cut and dry as schedule time to be happy, (laughs) but I am learning that that certainly helps. In fact, the anxiety and the bouts of deep sadness that I've experienced in the past have become far less frequent and way less severe since I started learning about the brain and depression and anxiety and trauma and studying those things and looking at how all of that shows up in the mind and the body, as well as since beginning to regularly practice taking stock of the thoughts that I have in my head and continuously embracing the effortful choice to separate the self from the stories that the ego loves to latch onto. Like, they aren't my thoughts such that I have to keep them. They are thoughts such that I can set them free. Same for you. And listen, there are absolutely moments every day when I'm either totally tempted to revert back to old patterns of behavior or when I do revert to old patterns like you know, wanting to believe the voice in my head that seems to be narrating everything and wanting to gossip to make myself feel better, wanting to spew judgments for the same reason, or on the flip side, wanting to focus on thoughts that let me just feel bad for and bad about myself because of some, you know, maybe limiting belief, like I'll never be as pretty, rich, skinny, successful as, you know, insert name of someone I scrolled past on Instagram, because that can be very triggering But then awareness kicks in, and I remember that there's a choice. Latch on to the thought that will fuel an action, or rather a reaction, that will be hurtful and harmful to me or to someone else, or breathe deeply, acknowledge what's there, and then somehow let that shit go. And I would say that most of the time I can do that now. Let it go. Letting stuff go is so satisfying. And yeah, okay, fine. Many times it is struggle 
first. But then, then it's satisfying and freeing. So the other day I was listening to 10% Happier, which is one of a handful of my favorite go-to podcasts that really helped me stay on track with self-awareness, self-care, self-improvement, personal growth, whatever you want to call it. For me, awakening resonates the most. I know everybody's not, not everybody is comfortable with that. But anyway, the guest was the host of one of my other favorite go-to podcasts, Tara Brock, and she was on 10% talking about a practice that she teaches called RAIN, which is an acronym for a course of action that one can take when you notice that suffering has arisen because of a thought or a situation. And I highly recommend listening to the episode yourself because Tara is a teacher and I am very much a student, but just like a little overview for you is RAIN stands for R, recognizing that you're feeling something that's making you triggered and uncomfortable. A, allow, as in Don't resist it. Don't try to brush it off, but rather pause and be with it, that uncomfortable feeling and the reality of what's happening. And this is actually something that we talked about in episode four of this podcast, A Resistance is Existence is Nothing But a Nuisance, was the name of that episode where you know I talked about how we don't have to like what's happening, but when we accept it, we can hopefully create enough inner space to proceed more peacefully and not react impulsively and not have the clinging. And then there's I. I stands for investigate, which Tara Brock describes as recognizing what's happening even more deeply than just being like, oh, wow, I really get annoyed when so-and-so says blah, blah, blah. It's, It's more than that. It's getting in touch with what's happening physically in your body. And then finally, you move to the end of RAIN, nurture, which is explained as like sort of a way to understand that what you feel isn't you, you are not the feeling or the thought, and then you've created separation and then you can proceed. And again, I recommend that episode of 10% Happier with Tara Brock as guest to do a deeper dive on RAIN, recognize, allow, investigate, nurture. and. I didn't realize it until putting this particular show together that I have been doing rain daily, multiple times a day now. Um, I just didn't have a label for it like like the way that, that she explains it. But prior to incorporating this sort of process into my daily life, I was often getting stuck in a loop of unpleasant thoughts and reactions. Like during my entire career in TV news, for example, I was really just propelled by extreme fear and anxiety. And the discomfort level that I felt in the various roles I held manifested in behavior that I thought was helping me control the fear and the anxiety. But upon reflection, it was actually fueling it. And a lot of the fear and anxiety came from the fact that I just didn't feel connected uh, in, in a healthy way to what I was doing. And so all of that led to these reactions that didn't serve me at all. For example, I would obsess over scripts. And while yes, it is clearly important in journalism to get facts right, 
I took it to a place where I was eventually keeping a file of all the scripts that I found with factual errors because I wanted proof of all the things that I had to fix. You know, this is the ego operating, right? I get things right. Why can't everyone else get things right? And so this file was like a security blanket of sorts so that if anyone ever accused me of making a mistake, as far as the facts were concerned, I could pull out the file and be like, no, 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 no. I'm the one who catches the errors. And I would also try and write as many stories as I could myself instead of letting the writers and the producers do it, which is their job. In my mind at the time, my ego was convinced that I was being a super helpful team player. I really was not yet aware how much fear and anxiety were fueling those choices instead. And at the time, I was just unable to let any of it go because I wasn't observing and detaching. I was just in it, in that loop, like I said. And then once I wasn't in that environment anymore, I started to experience life in this new way where I could see that myself wasn't worry. Worry is just what happens in the brain and the body where the real me, the consciousness, the awareness is housed here on earth. They're separate. And that might feel a little woo-woo and out there for some people. That's okay. Now, when waves of worry rush in, I rain. Recognize it. Like the other day when a flood of messages were coming through on this thread that I'm on about my daughter's dance team, I could just feel myself change and launch into this inner narrative of being completely overwhelmed with all the information and thoughts were flying like, what if I can't handle the dates and the times and the costumes and the responsibilities? And what if I disappoint Quinn because I don't know how to do all these things that I'm supposed to help her with? But I allowed for what was happening, as in I didn't give in to the freak out that I felt mounting. Through awareness, I was able to separate from what was going on, see it as an observer, like, oh, wow, Bridget, you are really getting worked up over this. You better breathe deeper. And then the investigation, hmm, your thoughts are going all over the place, girl. Your heart is beating super fast. There's a pit in your stomach. You are clenching your hands and fists. Deep breath again beginning to nurture. Okay, the familiar feelings of anxiety are here, but nothing bad is actually happening. There's plenty of time to figure out all the pieces of this dance competition stuff. Okay, it will be okay. I am okay. Okay, now I can let that shit go. One of the questions that my therapist always asks me as we wrap up a session is, what do you have coming up this week that might be challenging? And in the call to action today, I'm going to send that question out to you. What do you have coming up this week that might be challenging? Take a look at your schedule, presentation at work, appointment at a place you've never been before. I get stressed out about driving to new places and wondering how the parking is going to be because I don't know where you live, but around Boston where I live, parking can be very challenging. Um, you know, is there a date that's coming up that reminds you of something that you know will be upsetting? I have found that identifying these potentially challenging or triggering events is a great way to plan on practicing something like rain, as opposed to just letting the shit hit the fan and getting sucked into some pattern of behavior that just doesn't serve you at all. Like if you can 
come up with a, a course of action to help yourself, that's huge, right? You know, the best laid plans, that whole saying, plans don't always come, come through. But in this case, you can count on yourself, hopefully, to execute on your plan to make it rain <laughs> in this way. Um, when we practice through planning, it eventually becomes a lot easier to activate this course of action rain on the fly. When something unexpected pops up that has you feeling bad, like was the case for me with the situation I shared about my daughter's um, dance competition and all the information that was coming through. And then in addition to identifying these potential challenges that you're already aware of in the days ahead, I again highly recommend listening to the episode of 10% Happier that Tara Brock is on or you know, just search her name and Rain if you prefer to read the information. Her name is her last name is spelled B-R-A-C-H. Uh, and then you can start to apply rain to these things that you know are are coming up that might be challenging for you. The more that you work with yourself to recognize, allow, investigate, nurture, the more satisfaction guaranteed you will feel as you learn to let go and be free of the self-induced suffering that comes from clinging instead of clearing things away. I really want to hear from you. So find me on Instagram at socially responsible, just like the name of the podcast. And please, in gratitude for liking what you hear, take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share. Socially responsible, living from the inside out.